Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hey, everyone. Before we start the show, here's a quick word from ZipRecruiter. 2020, a new year. It's the perfect opportunity to take your business to the next level by hiring the right people. But finding qualified candidates can be challenging. ZipRecruiter.com slash begin makes it easy. ZipRecruiter sends your job to more than 100 of the web's leading job boards. But they don't stop there with their powerful matching technology. ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes and finds people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one, spotlighting the top candidates so you never miss a great match. It's so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-G-I-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. These are the latest pictures from the Mars probe, NASA's most recent triumph in space. Now NASA embarks on its most daring and exciting project yet. On July 4th of this year, America will blow up the moon. We have the technology. America can, should, must, and will blow up the moon. And we'll be doing it during a full moon, so we make sure we get it all. Blowing up the moon fever has gripped the entire country, including the president himself, Guy Whitey Corngood. Let's do this. We are just ecstatic, our whole family. We're going to have a party and watch the moon blow up. I'm going to bake a cake in the shape of the moon blowing up. Look out, moon, America's going to get you. Gonna go kaboom. Was nice to adventure, but you don't mess around with God's America. Bob Seska. Hi, Bob. Hi, Bob. Hi, Bob. Hello. The Bob Seska Show. Yeah, see, uh, just replace moon with Iran. And that's what's going on right now. 
From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, January 7, 2020, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com, the greatest damn soap ever. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Day 1,083 of the Trump crisis, day 108 of the impeachment of Donald Trump, 301 days into the 2020 presidential election. Oh, and here with all new dad jokes for 2020, it's my friend Buzz Burbank. Hi, Buzz. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Hi, Bob. Hi, Hi everybody. Oh, it's great to be back. It's great to hear your voice again. Uh, and, and just to get everybody caught up, uh, he's Bob, I'm Buzz, and we are your war correspondents. That's why we're wearing these helmets. <laughs> so if you wondered why the hat wear. <laughs> How was your Christmas break, Bob? Did you have a good uh, Christmas break? Oh, it was wonderful. It was swell, yeah. Mine, uh, I think I can sum, sum it up this way. Uh, silent night, holy crap. <laughs> that would be... Sort of how it went. That's perfect. Yes, that's exactly the way it went. Oh, oh, oh. And I'm sorry about that letter you got saying I wouldn't be here today. Uh, that was actually a draft letter the Pentagon sent by mistake. <laughs> Again. These things happen. I know. Yeah. Uh, wait, and here we are. And here we are. This is sad. Just seven days into the new year. And I've already broken my New Year's resolution. Yeah, what was your resolution? Uh, better jokes. <laughs> See how that's working out already. <laughs> no, I'm, I swear to God, Silent Night, holy crap, I'm still laughing about that. <laughs> well, I broke my heart, though, over the holidays to see a nation so sharply divided. Mm. It's just a Star Wars movie. That's there's no reason. <laughs> I know. I know. But you know what? Damn, I was, so I, was, worked up. I was so happy to be debating Star Wars for about 10 days there instead of the existential crisis facing the world thanks to our it, idiot president. It was good while it lasted, wasn't it? it? No, really, <laughs> yeah. it was. It was. It was always calm, always bright, always kaboom. Yeah. You know? I mean, that that's how it went, at least for me. I had a very nice holiday up until that. You yeah, know, up that's until, right. Jeez. Up until January 2nd. Yeah, yeah. Well, as long as you were avoiding Donald Trump's Twitter feed, it was great. I mean, was, <laughs> if you were looking at Donald Trump's Twitter feed throughout those holiday uh, weeks, then it was just, he can't keep his face out of our living rooms. It's just, uh, I'm so looking forward to having another president. I don't care who the president, I don't care if it's Mike right. Pence. Just keep your goddamn pumpkin head out of our living rooms 24-7, and then that'll be... Uh, a vast improvement from what we have now. But before we uh, dig into Iran and everything that's going yes. on, uh, the disaster in the Middle East here, uh, just a couple of brief announcements before we uh, launch in here, Buzz. Oh, uh, yes. One okay. of our awesome Patreon subscribers made a Spotify playlist of all of our indie bands. So get it now on our Patreon page. Go there now, bobseskashow.com. And there's not going to be a Tuesday or Wednesday show next week. I know, I'm sorry. Uh, I have a family obligation. I have a family obligation that I, I'm going to go and do and, and and I'll elaborate on next Thursday's show. So there's that. That's okay. all that's all I got to say about that. Well, okay. That. Family is important. Just want to say family is really really important. <laughs> <laughs> Not, yeah. Sometimes sometimes friends are more important, but family mm -hmm. family can also be important. Yes, it can be. And and never at all intense or there's never tension or butting of heads. Certainly <laughs> no, not no, ever. Certainly no, not, no. Not over the holidays, no. Bob. No. Of course not. Don't be silly. All right. Okay. So Iran. Um it looks like uh we're headed to I don't even know where this ends. I don't know how this ends. The person who knows the least is Donald Trump. 
Right. And I think that's the best we can say about him is that he doesn't know anything. He doesn't know what's happening next. He doesn't know how he's going to handle it. There's no strategy here other than him. I mean, essentially doing what he did with North Korea in 2017, which is the fire and fury routine. Yeah, look out. I'm coming after you. This is this is uh, believe it or not. This is even worse. Uh, Not only does he not know what he's doing, but I think and I hope maybe for the first time more people are seeing that this is no longer just charming. Right. Uh, This is no longer the reason he was elected. This is dangerous. Mm -hmm. And I think people are seeing that now. Uh, veterans, uh, military people, uh, a lot of them uh, support uh, the killing of Suleimani. Yeah. But, uh, and and uh, understandably. Mm-hmm. But uh, when it's done without preparations, without a plan, without preparing for the consequences, yeah. uh, it, that's dangerous. And this is a danger. I, I want to point out to the people listening, uh, these are dangers that you talked about from the beginning of Trump. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there may have been people who thought that perhaps you were exaggerating a little. <laughs> I know uh, there were. There absolutely were. Thought perhaps you were out there yeah. on a limb a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, that maybe it's not that bad. Uh, but you were absolutely right. And and I want people, I want the record to show going forward, everyone here listening today, Bob was right about this and called it from the very beginning. Yeah. And now the nightmare that Bob predicted is here and it's real and it's 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 scary and I think it's scary enough. Uh, I hope it is to the American people that they realize that this is no longer the charming thing for which he was elected. Yeah, and you know what the great irony buzz is that I wish I wasn't right. I wish I was wrong about every last thing I've said about Donald Trump. In fact, I intensely wish that. Every time I write something, especially some of the things that I wrote in Salon today, I think to myself, God damn, I hope every last word of this is wrong. I've never approached anything I've written in that sense until (laughs) Donald Trump came along. But it wasn't hard to predict. I mean, here's Donald Trump back in 2015 on the Hugh Hewitt show being asked by Hugh Hewitt. Now, Hugh Hewitt, again, is a red Mm -hmm. hat drone. That's a fact. But during that campaign, he did ask a couple of tough questions (laughs) to Donald Trump. First question that he asked here, uh, this first clip of audio is, is Hugh Hewitt in 2015 asking Donald Trump about Soleimani? And Trump having no blessed clue what the hell Hugh Hewitt is talking about. Are you familiar with General Soleimani? Yes. <laughs> I, I, go ahead. Give me a little. Yeah, the answer is no. That's what he was <laughs> exactly. really saying. Yeah. Yes exactly. means no in that case. And here Donald Trump is going to immediately go into a diatribe about Iraq and not Iran because Donald right. Trump doesn't know anything. Go ahead. Tell me. It, well, he runs the Quds forces. <laughs> Yes, okay, right. Do, do you expect and I his think behavior... the Kurds, by the way, have been horribly mistreated by us. No, no not the Kurds, the, the, the Quds forces, the Iranian Revolutionary Guards Quds yes. forces, the bad yes. guys. Right. Do you expect his behavior to change oh, as a result? I Kurds, Kurds. No, Kurds. Oh, I, I'm Kurds. sorry, I thought you said yeah. Kurds, because I think the Kurds have been very poorly treated by us here. Go ahead. Agreed. Uh, so, so, Sula- so, yeah, so he abandons the Kurds in Syria. Yeah, so that's the guy. There. They've been treated so badly. There are so many tells in this from the, yeah. yes, yeah, that's again, and I've made this comparison before. That's how a little kid answers when the real right. answer is no. Right. Uh, yes. That, that hesitancy. At one point when he's caught up on the uh, 
Quds forces and the Kurds, uh, you, you actually hear him accidentally hit a button on the phone that makes a, <laughs> yeah, a, a dial tone. You hear that? Well, uh, you know, which to me is a tell of nervousness. He's <laughs> yeah. He's he's literally and figuratively fumbling this, you know, and. And and so there are just so many wonderful little things. If you you we talk about body language, yeah, uh, this is a kind of voice language. If that isn't uh, <laughs> too weird a phrase, no, that's right. Uh, in which you can, if you listen to the words and how he says them, uh, it tells so much. And damn it, this should have been a warning to voters. Voters, this stuff was available to voters no, and yeah. and and to the media and uh, who should have exploited it more. To save the country from what we're dealing with now. Yes. Uh, why indeed. did we? Why did we have to go through this? Yeah. There was no. The only reason we're in this now is because. Well, I would say one of the major reasons is because Russia was able to exploit Facebook and convince all kinds of people that Hillary Clinton was a demon who was running yeah. uh, child trafficking out of a pizza restaurant. I mean, this is the kind of shit that was being pumped into their brains around the clock through. Throughout 2015 and 2016, and so and so many other factors that we've talked about before. Right. I mean, that wasn't that wasn't the only thing, but Trump didn't win by much, so something pushed him over the edge. Yep. And you could name any one of a half dozen things that Hillary Clinton wasn't a strong candidate, or she mm -hmm. didn't uh, campaign in the right states at the right time, or that Russia interfered, or that there was voter suppression, or that there was gerrymandering. There are a hundred things you could blame that tiny little electoral victory on. Uh, and and uh, th that was certainly one of them. Disinformation is one of them, and uh, the king of disinformation right now seems to be Mike Pence. But yeah. that's which is why I would not be okay with Mike Pence becoming president. Yeah, well, I mean, again, going back to this tape though, with this Hugh Hewitt question at the very beginning, right, Donald right. Trump says yes, and then he asks Hugh Hewitt to explain who Soleimani is. So Donald right. Trump's first Tell instinct me. is to lie about what he doesn't know. So who is uh, Soleimani? Do you know who Qasem Soleimani is? And Donald Trump goes. Yes, lie. That was a lie. Right. And then he goes, right. explain it to me now. And you might remember right. this clip, actually, because the way it ended. Donald Trump um, ends this clip by saying he will be so good at the military, your head will explode. Maybe you'll remember this part Donald of Trump. No, you know, I'll tell you honestly, I think by the time we get to office, they'll all be changed. They'll be all gone. I he's Now he's talking about all the leaders of Iran. He thinks they're all going to be gone now. Sure. Uh, I, by the way, I'm advancing like a minute into this clip. Oh, I knew you were okay. going to ask me things like this, and there's no reason because, number one, I'll find the, I, I will hopefully find General Douglas MacArthur in the pack. MacArthur. I will find whoever it is that I'll find. and we'll, But they're all changing you. You know, I, it's like, those are like history questions. Do you know this one? Do you know that one? I don't believe in gotcha questions. I'm not trying to, you know quiz you on who the well, worst guy in the world question, is though. i mean you know when you're asking wow. me about who you know who's running this 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 that's not that is not i will be so good at the military your head will spin <laughs> stop whining <laughs> this is a gotcha question yep right. yep the, one of the main guys you ends up uh, assassinating and that's this is the craziest thing about the presidency is that donald trump ordered the death of a guy I mean, that's just right. kind of a staggering about all this. You can kind of get it from a lifetime uh, politician, someone who's worked their entire life to establish a framework upon which they can build a presidential campaign. Then they become president and then they adopt some of these things that they've learned over the years. Donald Trump was the host of The Celebrity Apprentice, and now he's ordering the deaths of people. Now, I understand. Killing guys. Yeah. yeah, he's killing guys. Now, I understand 
the justifications for why Soleimani was killed. Of course we do. The of pro- course we do. Right. But the problem is that it's Donald Trump. If you're uh, one of his generals or if you're one of his National Security Council advisors coming in to brief Donald Trump on what we do about the Iran situation, what you don't do is exactly what happened. What they did apparently is they presented Donald Trump with a number of scenarios and then they what they did is right. they made up a really harsh one that will make the scenarios that they want more desirable. So they say, okay, if you hit if you hit yeah. Soleimani outside the Baghdad airport with a uh, predator drone, that's going to be something that Donald Trump is not going to want to do. And so what he'll do is he'll reject that one and he'll prefer the one. We used to do this with sketch writing on my uh, my short-lived uh, TV show where it was an animated sketch show. And so what we used to do is we used to write one sketch that was really over-the-top obnoxious. I mean, something that the network would never in a million years approve. <laughs> Let's and, start there. Yeah, yeah. And so what would happen is they would see that really obnoxious one, and then they wouldn't care about the less obnoxious one that we actually right. wanted to get into the show. It's an old Hollywood trick. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so this is what they did with Donald Trump and he goes well let's do that one let's do the crazy fucking one <laughs> well I've I've, re- I've researched this a lot yeah. uh, over the last couple of days and and here's what I've come up with at least since 9-11 yeah. presidents have been briefed on these things and have been presented uh, all the options including the most extreme ones that's kind of how it went right. up until up until Donald Trump was president and at that point Defense Secretary Jim Mattis said and no, no, don't Dude, right. show him that one. Whatever you do, don't show him that one because he'll take it. Yeah. And, well, Jim Mattis and all the other adults are gone now. The the, the Pentagon has lost, uh, what, seven, at least seven key people in recent weeks. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Which is not good timing considering what's going on with Iran. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. so, yeah. Uh, but, but Mattis kept this from happening. Well, Mattis and all the other adults are gone now. Mm. And so there's no one but yes men uh, and no one to restrain Trump from uh, going with his gut as he so loves to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as, as he was elected to, to do. And uh, so that's what. So now they're once again presenting Trump with all options. And they did, in fact, they believed that he would not take that one because it was so extreme. They offered him an array of choices. Mm -hmm. There were many other ways to respond proportionately to uh, the things that Iran had done in response to our sanctions upon them. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, so it, it, you know, and it makes it harder to trace where this all started. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it, 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 it's just, it, it's, it's a, me- it's chaos is what it is. Yeah. It's chaos. It's chaos at the Pentagon with this and, and with that letter that went out saying we were out of Iraq and no, we're, and then a you know denial that no, we're not. Well, yeah, and one of the myriad problems along those lines, Buzz, is the fact that Donald Trump is once again wheeling out the madman theory, which he pl- employed in 2017 with Fire and Fury and North Korea, and that led to all of these ridiculous uh, summits with Kim Jong-un, empowering Kim Jong-un, empowering North Korea, right. and ultimately landing on zero results for Donald Trump and for the United States and for right. peace loving peoples around the world. I mean, this is, if anything, if anything, things are worse. Yes. Uh, the difference is 
Uh, the difference is uh, we're looking at immediate American deaths here uh, mm-hmm. because of, of what he has done yeah. here. Yeah. This was more than just talk. Uh, he pushed a button here. He ordered a drone strike. Yeah. And uh, that's quite different than just tweeting uh, hy- hy- uh, hyperbole to uh, Kim Jong-un yeah. when that's that's what Kim Jong-un does. So mm-hmm. he was at that point, he was just playing Kim Jong-un's game as dangerous as that is. And yeah. It was. Yeah. Uh, but but this is actually uh, with, he's ordered a drone strike here. Uh, that's going to now get Americans killed. Yeah. In fact, in uh, it's either Eddie Murphy Raw or Eddie Murphy Delirious. Eddie, Eddie Murphy talks about how, you know, what you do is if you're in a tight spot, if you're about to get mugged, you pretend like you've got, like, these amazing kung fu abilities. And he does the whole routine where he's pretending to be, like, this crazy kung fu master. He does the, the crazy kung fu eyes and everything. It's a really funny bit from Eddie Murphy. Donald Trump's doing that same exact thing right now on the international stage where not only did he hit Soleimani with his drone outside the Baghdad airport, but he's following mm. it up now with all of this bellicosity right. where he's talking about, uh, we, we don't have an exit strategy. We're, we're just crazy. We're coming in and we're going we're gonna to be crazy. <laughs> Better look out because look at my crazy eyes. We can do anything. Anything's on the table, including hitting 52 cultural sites, war crimes. Uh, Donald Trump is probably capable of most of the things that he's talking about. The interesting thing now is that as Donald Trump continues to do this crazy posture, which, by the way, Don Jr. is joining in with oh, sure. with that sure. ridiculous crusade machine gun. You know, if Don Jr. wants to be really helpful, he can take his crusades machine gun and go to Tehran right now and see what happens. He lo- uh, Jr. loves to shoot animals. I'm sure he'd be just fine. <laughs> That's right. The guy, the guy who loves watching uh, animals die oh, just for the pleasure yeah. of it. Is, now, uh, now he can kill people too. That's right. Why not? Why not put his ass on the line? He loves those machine guns so much. He should go uh, actually try to use one in real life. Uh, but yeah, so there's this there's this madman theory that Donald Trump has uh, tried it out again, thinking, well, maybe it's going to work. But you know what? It's going to work even less when it comes to Iran. He doesn't understand Dangerous. that there are vast cultural, political, and religious differences between dealing with uh, a place like North Korea and a leader like Kim Jong-un versus yeah. a place like Iran. Or, you know, I mean, there's hardly even any comparison between invading and occupying Iraq versus invading and occupying Iran. And if anyone thinks, and again, you know what? Ultimately, everything could be just fine. You know, that's the weird thing about this. Everything could turn out just fine. The problem is that anyone who's, yeah, it could, but anyone who's expecting it to turn out just fine, knowing who's in charge is deluding themselves. There's Ask me. Yeah. Ask ask me if everything's going to turn out fine. Is everything going to turn out fine, Buzz? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Perfect answer. Good answer. <laughs> Shit. We're, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is, uh, again, we're, we're chuckling to keep from crying and screaming. Well, sure. But, you know, you have to. yeah. The thing is, going back to what I was saying earlier, it's not about the, the assassination of this general with the, uh, uh, the Iranian army. This, what this is, is this is a, an assassination of an Iranian official, a very popular Iranian yes. official. Second highest official in Iran. Yes, by a guy who has no clue what he's doing. And all right. of the wise old men, as you were saying, Buzz, all the wise old men have scattered. They've been fired. They've been 
booted out of the White House. There's no one there to go to Donald Trump. Hey, you know what? This is maybe a bad idea. <laughs> I don't think anyone's is, doing that right now. Trump's uh, revenge for the attack on the embassy and the recent killing of an American, uh, uh, his revenge for that was disproportionate. Yeah. That in itself, uh, according to international law, is a war crime, a disproportionate response to a military action is considered a war crime yeah. uh then of course the what would have been the the planned war crime of destroying cultural sites right. which are in fact uh, because they are culture uh this is a, we're talking about alexander the great kind of uh, historical artifacts here yep. uh, destroying culture is a crime against humanity it's not a not just an attack on iran it's a crime against all of mankind. That's right. Uh, that is a war crime. And now Trump has uh, threatened to respond to any uh, Iranian retaliation disproportionately. Trump has actually said it will be a disproportionate response. Again, another war crime. The saddest thing about all of this, or one of the many sad things, I should say, uh, about what's been happening, Buzz, is that we saw those crowds the other day, just unprecedented numbers of people uh, flooding into the streets in Tehran uh, in support of this guy mourning the loss of Soleimani. And at one point, I would say a significant portion of those people who were out in support of Soleimani and condemning the United States, a good percentage of those people several years ago were out in the streets once more, but they were protesting in support of Western-style democracy. Yes. They were, support yes. they were protesting against yeah. the current regime that's in charge, the Ayatollahs who are in charge of Iran right now. And now yes. that has all been thrown away because Donald Trump needs to get reelected and change the subject from impeachment. That's why. Let me, under, let me underscore what you just said. Yeah. People were in the streets demonstrating against the current Iranian government. Right. They were very dissatisfied. And, and by the way, that's because of our sanctions that put such a squeeze on Iran. Yeah. The people are unhappy now at their government. Uh, be that as it may, uh, uh, the vast majority of Iranians were protesting their government. And then suddenly, an outside, you know, the Martians land, or in this case, uh, Donald Trump's drones, yeah. uh, and kill one of their key people, one of their beloved. I mean, uh, this guy's been responsible for hundreds of american deaths yeah but in iran they considered him the man who kept them safe yeah uh and and he was gone now and they loved him and uh, this was uh, the second highest official so it was a direct attack on the government of iran right uh, right um uh, this is I mean, this, imagine, imagine, for example, Colin Powell suddenly exploding outside Dulles, uh, Reagan National Airport or something like that uh, as a Iranian predator drone takes him out. That's the same thing that has happened with uh, Soleimani inside. If you're an Iranian and if you're a patriotic so now, Iranian, yeah, this is how you're looking at all of this. So now you, you, we talk about the rally around the flag effect or rally around the president effect. If, uh, you know, uh, it's been suggested. I, I know this will shock you, Bob, but it's been suggested <laughs> that perhaps... Perhaps uh, Trump uh, launched this attack to distract from his impeachment and to boost his sagging poll numbers yeah. uh, and to boost his base support. Oh, my, I don't know where you got an idea like that. <laughs> but uh, strictly, 
strictly a coincidence the timing is that <laughs> right i know i know uh, and every you know stephanie miller predicted it my god she said that you know as soon as he gets impeached he's gonna start a war with iran and this yeah. is how it's done it's not suddenly donald trump going okay let's start a war with iran and going on television or tweeting okay we're starting a war with iran i'm pressing this button go here goes the war so- the war in iran but it's not that way what it does what he's doing is he's slowly up to this point there was a slow escalation there was a thing that happened and oh, then yeah. we retaliated and then they retaliated then donald trump takes out soleimani and so right. this is escalating exponentially yeah. yeah in a way that there's no chance in hell donald trump understands how to handle he has no clue how to nurse along Both. this kind of relationship with a hostile foreign government Both. Both countries are in a corner now, and their yeah, leaders are yeah. both in political corners. Uh, certainly, uh, the Iranian government, uh, although it does not want war, I truly mm-hmm. believe that, uh, it, its its people will not be satisfied unless it, it seeks revenge right. for this American attack. Uh, for political reasons, it has to respond. Yeah. To, to what we have done here. Uh, likewise, Trump is uh, hoping for a rally around the flag effect in this country, and mm-hmm. that, uh, this will boost his support and unify his support. Uh, I, I would say from the way it's going, and the fact that it's based on the same kind of flimsy evidence the whole WMD scare was during the Bush administration, <laughs> I, I just, I, I'm not sure, the American people, I, I don't think, have an appetite for war right now. I don't think this is what people were clamoring for. Yeah. And so, well, given all these things that we know about it, the flimsy evidence, uh, the, the political corner that Trump was in, uh, I just don't see Americans supporting this and... That's going to be, in the end, the loudest voice here. He doesn't care as long as the 40% or 44%, whatever the number is, as long as they're supporting him, he's going to continue to do whatever the hell they want, whatever they demand and whatever he feeds them. It's this uh, Ouroboros, this snake eating its own tail. That's that's the entire uh, Red Hat army. Uh, Trump's feeding them, they're feeding him, and around right. and around we go. And then it's... Uh, and- And again, I can't use the word danger often enough here. We are at a very dangerous time. It could be argued we're already at war. We're certainly on the precipice of open warfare. Uh, this This is not a drill. Yeah, right, right. Well, the first plan failed, which is to see if we can intimidate Iran into backing off. So now he's tried this, this extreme fucking thing that they, you know, they desperately wanted him to avoid. But yet he's going there anyway. All right. We're going to come back to more of this here in just a second. But uh, as you were saying at the top of the show, uh, Buzz, everyone's making New Year's resolutions. And in case you can't think of one, I've got got a suggestion for you. We can all resolve to, to look good in all of our social media photos by wiping out all those fine lines, wrinkles, and baggy eyes with Plexiderm. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under-eye bags in just a matter of minutes. When I took the test, all I had to do was apply this powerful serum to my problem areas, my my myriad problem areas all over the place. And within 10 minutes, I was a brand new me. And the best part is, there's no surgery or Botox involved. It's all natural. Simply put, I was blown away by the results. Ring in 2020 
2020 with confidence, knowing Plexiderm is going to give you smooth, younger-looking skin in just a matter of minutes. The best part is it goes on clear, so nobody's going to know you're using it. Leave your under-eye bags and wrinkles in 2019 with Plexiderm. Bye-bye, bags and wrinkles. Hello to a new me. Go to TryPlexiderm.com. Use my code SEXYLIBERAL for 50% off plus an additional $10 off. That's right, 50% off plus an extra $10 off. This offer is also available by calling one 800 685 1292 and mentioning the code sexy liberal plexiderm is back by a 30-day money-back guarantee visit triplexiderm.com today use the code sexy liberal at checkout that's triplexiderm.com code sexy liberal thank you Seska Show. Well, I called you AK-47 Cause you shot me in the heart and sent me to heaven well, I gave you a rose gold wedding ring She melted into a full metal jacket sting This is Rigorous Proof and a song called AK-47 from Postmodern Apocalypse. Link in the description. Thanks for supporting all of our independent bands. We've got a brand new indie music countdown coming up at the end of January with all of our January songs, including this one. Uh, Make sure to submit your music to bobseska.com slash music. That's all you got to do. Just remember that. Write that down. Remember it. Tattoo it to your forehead so you don't forget. And uh, submit your music. We really appreciate all of the songs, all of the recording artists uh, sharing with us their amazing work. Okay. Back to uh, Iran and this uh, slow-moving disaster. Um, Oh, do we have to? (laughs) Well, you know, here's here's an interesting uh, angle to all of this. Yeah. Looks like Donald Trump has not only lost Rand Paul, but Donald Trump has also right. lost Tucker Carlson. This was yes. This, this is an amazing thing. This is Tucker Carlson the other night on his show that Donald Trump watches. Threats in the region. If you don't live in Washington, here's the translation. That would be in hostile Middle Eastern countries, places where American troops would never be in the first place were it not for the insistent demands of non-geniuses like Max Boot and John Bolton. But never mind. Wow. Wow. No one in Washington is in mood for big picture questions right now. Questions, the obvious ones like... Is Iran really the greatest threat we face? And who's actually benefiting from this? And why are we continuing to ignore the decline of our own country in favor of jumping into another quagmire from which there was no obvious exit? By the way, if we're still in Afghanistan 19 years sad years later, what makes us think there's a quick way out of Iran? And so on. Nobody is thinking like that right now. Instead, chest beaters like Senator Ben Sass of Nebraska are making usual warlike noises, the ones they always make. This is very simple. Ben Sass wrote in a statement last night, General Soleimani is dead because he was an evil bastard who murdered Americans, which is essentially true. Soleimani was certainly a bad guy. But does that make killing him, quote, very simple? It does not. Nothing about life and certainly nothing about killing is ever very simple. And any politician who tells you otherwise is dumb or is lying. Yes, Soleimani was linked to the deaths of Americans. Nobody mourns his passing. But Mexico and China are also linked to the deaths of Americans. Each has flooded our country with narcotics from which tens of thousands of Americans die every single year. Not that anyone in power cares. So does that mean we get to bomb Oaxaca? Can we start assassinating generals in the People's Liberation Army? Maybe. Maybe Ben Sass will call for that, too. He's a former consultant, a very tough character. Hey, there's uh, MSNBC's Tucker Carlson. (laughs) 
You just Shit. you just never know. Maybe he's auditioning. Yeah. You just never. Yeah, nothing is predictable. And I still uh, encounter people online who say, "Oh, this is how this is going to go." Yeah, you know? right. Right. But, no, dude, you don't know. No, you you don't know. I don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody and, knows. Uh, you, you nobody nobody predicted. No one could have predicted that Tucker Carlson would would say such a thing. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but but he he did. And and so welcome again uh, to the age of the unexpected. That's right. It's like uh, what Jeff Goldblum was talking about in Jurassic Park. Yeah, it's like just chaos yeah. theory. That's what we're dealing it's with right now. Well, yeah, it's, a, it's not a theory, Bob. It's real. It the, is chaos, real. <laughs> the chaos is real. Take cover. And that's the problem. I think that's what's putting us all on edge. In fact, that's what's given me this ongoing sensation since 2015, since he first descended the escalator, that sensation of leaning too far back in your chair, Almost falling over, but catching yourself just at the last minute before you break your back. That's how I feel 24-7. That's an old Stephen Wright joke, but that's it's so perfect. It Wait, so perfectly you, describes the way I feel you, day to day. You and, Steve, you and Stephen Wright are taller than I am. And so I don't I don't I don't have that problem. I you know I yeah. I, I suffer a kind of anxiety, but it's not quite the chair falling over thing. Yeah, but it's just that feeling of being off balance. Like, who the fuck knows what he's going to do next? And he really thinks that that is a winning strategy internationally. Yes. I mean, he's making yes. us all feel like that. We're just sitting and here watching everything happen on our computers. There, Yeah, there are supporters who say so, too. They say, oh, that's the great thing about it. He keeps everybody off guard. That's right. how he works his magic. Well, yeah. we're all in, let me just use the word again, danger. And again, as you can see, as you can plainly see, Kim Jong-un, totally contained, totally defanged, right? He's like the bumble monster at the end of the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer cartoon. Pay, He's, pay no attention. That's yeah. right. As you can see, the chaos theory, the madman theory that Donald Trump employs totally works, totally effective, right? Right, right, right. Wrong. Right, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sure. Uh, let's see here. Wait, this was Donald Trump back in October. See if this matches up. I, I, we all like to go back to his old tweets, like his old tweets from like 20, 2011, 2012. Yeah, everyone does that. Every time he does something. Have, like, no, I know. We yeah. have to. There's one for everything. There absolutely. is one. That is absolutely true and a completely valid argument to make. However, I like to go more recently. I like to go way back to yesteryear, uh, 2019, back in October. This is only a few months ago. He said the plan is to get out of endless wars, to bring our mm -hmm. soldiers back home, to not yeah. be policing agents all over the world. That was Donald yeah. Trump like, in October. Like that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to go back even further, back to the dark days of early 2019, where he said at the State of the Union address, Great nations do not fight endless wars. You know, something tells me that Donald Trump really doesn't believe in ending endless wars. I think... Here's I what, don't know. I was going to say, well, here's what really what he's doing. He's not ending uh, anything. He's taking the guys from, for example, he's taking the guys out of Syria and sticking them in Saudi Arabia to help right. the Saudis. And then he's going to take some guys, instead of withdrawing them entirely, you know, to end the endless wars, he's taken right. there and now he's moving them. He's deploying 3,000 uh, troops to the Middle East. That was almost immediately they were deployed out there. So he's just basically just moving the deck chairs a, around on the Titanic, so to speak. It's, it's, it's a Rubik's Cube strategy. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. he can't solve the puzzle. Here's the another frustrating thing that we can kind of see I mean, there's lots of things that we can't predict. You're exactly right about that, Buzz. But there are some things we can, we can kind of foresee this happening. And I, I can see that in the coming years, 
cable news is going to try to frame Nikki Haley as one of the quote unquote normal Trumpers, one of the normal Trump people. The let's not put, today. No, certainly not. <laughs> let's put it this way. What's a, a good metaphor? She's like the Marilyn Munster of this particular freak show. That's the way she's going to be framed. But she's not. She's 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 just actually one of the real monsters. She's just another red hat. Yes. Oh yeah. And and this story uh, that uh, came out of media, I hear Nikki Nikki Haley accused Democrats, and I saw this tweet come down earlier, she accused Democrats of mourning Soleimani's death. Right. Which is not happening. Who is mourning Soleimani's death? Is anyone just like, everybody, any? do you see no. any liberals going around your Facebook feed, your Twitter feed? No. A buzz no, we're, glad, we're glad Soleimani's dead. We're mourning the consequences of Soleimani's right, death. Right. That's what we're mourning. And, and I, I think conservatives may have a little trouble with subtlety. <laughs> You think? Yeah, that is a, a bit of an issue been, with them, especially given their president. First-hand experience. Right, right, right. Well, uh, meanwhile, Fox News Channel's Ainsley Earhart finds it, quote-unquote, so interesting that people uh-huh. criticize our intelligence community's decision because, you know, everything can't be made public. You just have to trust them, she said. This is one of the f- giggling couch tumors on Fox Where? Where does this mistrust come from? I don't know. I mean, maybe it's because we've been hearing about how the CIA are are, are like the Nazis since, uh, God, since going back to the transition in 2016. And then at every point in between, anytime the intelligence community comes up, anytime the uh, Russian attack comes up, of course, it's the deep state. It's the deep state conspiring against Donald Trump until we actually need the deep state for something important, something that we want to do when we're at risk of losing an election or getting impeached. Uh, The deep state, bring them on. We love those deep state guys. That's Donald Trump. Mr. President, where did you get your intelligence on on Iran? Uh, Got it from the deep state. (laughs) That's right. Well, here's one of the most amazing things about all of this. And we've been observing this for a long fucking time with Donald Trump is that Donald Trump goes out and says something. I'm going to bomb 52 cultural sites in Iran unless they do what I say, because I'm crazy. I'm crazy, Donald Trump. And I could do anything. I'm unpredictable. Here I am. I'm over here. And now I'm over here. You don't know where I'm going to turn up. (laughs) And that's the kind of act. I suddenly became Alex Jones there for a second. But (laughs) you uh, did a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um, so Donald Trump is out of. beating his chest and and threatening all kinds of fire and fury against Iran. And meanwhile, the Pentagon has completely ruled it out. So the Pentagon has contradicted their commander in chief and more said, chaos. Exactly. Right. The defense secretary, uh, uh, Mike Esperanzo, as Donald Trump refers to him, uh, acknowledged that the quote unquote laws of armed conflict prohibit attacking antiquities. And he said that the military had no plans to do so, even though the president declared them targets. So this is again, this is the president's own people, his own administration, contradicting him it's even funner than that because he he originally he made his originally original comment uh, that yeah. he was going to bomb the cultural sites and uh, uh someone from the pentagon i don't remember who but it wasn't the big guy someone in the pentagon said uh, well no we we can't and right. wouldn't actually do that and so a reporter then asked trump well you know we hear you you couldn't actually do that and trump says oh yeah they've taken american lives uh, so uh, we get to do that yeah. uh, even though you know uh, and and then and it was then and only then that the, the Secretary of Defense, uh, Mark Esper, had to come out and say 
uh, no, we are absolutely positively not going to do that. The result, however, is mixed uh, that mixed signal that's out there yeah. that we might do something crazy or we might play by the rules. Uh, we may uh, be pulling out of Iraq or we may not be pulling out. We're going, no, we're, wait, we're going to, no, wait, no, we're not. This oh, is the sort of, yeah. this is, this this is what you think this is not uh, dangerous uh, during wartime uh, to, to send out mistaken letters to to make uh, these conflicting uh, claims uh, to point in different directions than than where you're actually going. Yeah, this is very this is why I'm going to again use the word dangerous. This is a very, very dangerous situation. And the first shot in this war has already been fired. The question is, what comes next? Yeah, exactly. And right now, just <laughs> It just reminds me of, uh, and everything comes back to Seinfeld for me. So I think of that scene Good. from Seinfeld where Jerry walks into the into his apartment. George is sprawled out onto the floor with his pants around his ankles, and Jerry says, "And you want to be my latex salesman?" That's exactly George's Donald Trump administration, and we're all Jerry Seinfeld. And you want to be our commander in chief, right? God yes, damn it! Right. God. Damn it. All right, one last uh, break, and we're going to come back. We're actually going to talk about, <laughs> hmm, shocker. We're going to talk about something Donald Trump doesn't want us to talk about, impeachment, right after these words. Uh. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska! want you to know that I have Yeah, this is uh, Suburban Gypsies featuring Mia Montenegro, one of our favorites here on the show, covering Alanis Morissette's You, you Ought to Know. Uh, every time I hear this song, I go, Dave Coulier, really? Dave Coulier? That's what this song is about. Did you know that buzz is about Dave no, Coulier? I, oh, I, you know, I guess I'd forgotten that or didn't know it. I can't remember. Yes, I, I try to erase it from my memory. The fact that this song is written about Dave Coulier. And I can only imagine, I, and we're, we all know Dave Coulier from Full House, the guy who, yes. his, he does two impressions, yeah, I mean, Bullwinkle and Popeye. I, you know, uh, without getting in trouble here, I just want to say, what the hell was Alanis thinking? I That's don't all, know. You know, 
I don't mean anything by that other than, you know, maybe it was just personally it was a wrong choice. That's all I'm saying. That's right. I just, maybe having a relationship with Dave Coulier from Full House was a mistake. I'm just saying, I'm just throwing that out there. Um, okay, so uh, as you reported on uh, your Twitter feed earlier, uh, Buzz, uh, federal prosecutors are now asking for a six-month prison sentence for right. former Trump National Security Advisor Mike Flynn, who's uh, 61 years old. Uh, six months seems, I guess, I don't know if that's appropriate or not. It just seems like uh, any, any day, so to me, sitting here looking at anyone's prison term, I go, well, you know what? Six minutes in prison is too long. I would right. not be able to survive six hours in prison, much less six months. So I guess in that sense, well, let's see what the, let's let's see what the, I mean, this is this was just the prosecution's recommendation. This was their sentencing recommendation. Yeah. We don't know what the judge is actually going to do. And I remind you that this is the judge who uh, basically accused uh, Flynn of treason and mm -hmm. asked why federal prosecutors hadn't charged him with that. Yeah. Uh, this is the judge who uh, told Flynn, you have sold out your country. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I mean, originally, the prosecution wanted no jail time at all for Mike Flynn because yeah. they said he'd been so darn cooperative. And he, and he actually had been <laughs> until there was some kind of bizarre turn, and then he got some Fox News lawyers. That's where they all come from, you know. They, yeah. they, all the conservative lawyers come through right. Fox News and then into uh, high-ranking, uh, high-profile positions. Yeah. Uh, so uh, then he gets these Fox News lawyers and uh, just uh, stops cooperating and becomes completely confrontational. And it's clear that Flynn is playing for a pardon here. Mm -hmm. When you know what? Uh, stop and think about it. Maybe that's one of the reasons he got a lighter sentence is because uh, maybe to, to try to head off a pardon for yeah. him. I don't know, but... Uh, yeah, it, it can be a very long time, and you try to think about your yourself in that position, being in jail for six hours or six days or six weeks or right, six, right. you know, in the in Flynn's case, six months. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, that's pretty rough. But at the same time, we're talking about a guy who the judge feels, uh, you know, so that's the recommendation. We'll see what ultimately happens. Uh, I I think the judge. Make it a little stiffer than that. It yeah, might, it might, I, it I might hope. be six years. Right, right. Well, Bradley Moss, who is uh, also representing uh, with his law partner Mark Zag, uh, representing the uh, whistleblower in the uh, uh -huh. Ukraine Trump Ukraine story. Uh, Bradley right. Moss also tweeted: If if Flynn winds up serving time in jail because he fired his very competent lawyers and hired a Trump sycophant. Mm -hmm. from Fox News Channel to spew right. out a bunch of conspiracy theories, all of which failed. I will laugh for hours, and so will <laughs> I, and so will us all. Yeah. <laughs> because no, I, 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 this is a very serious crime, and I think deserves a more serious, I think a more proportional sentence, considering the severity of the crime. I think, uh, I think six months is low, and uh, even even knowing what that would be like for myself, yeah, uh, that 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 seems like. Uh, you know, it just seems this seems more important than that. We need to send a, a message here. A younger man might, might not be so intimidated by six months. That's right. And if I am the judge in this case, whose name uh, slips my mind, uh, but if I'm Same this here. judge, I'm thinking, okay, so this guy fired his competent attorneys and brought in these mm -hmm. charlatans from Fox News Channel, uh, ranted and raved and made wild claims and tried to delay right. things and conspiracy theorists, yeah. 
piss mm. the jo- judge off even more. Yes. Right, right. I would throw the book at this guy. I would say, you know, you're yeah. making a mockery of my court. You're bringing in Fox News bullshit into my court of law where bullshit should have no place whatsoever. So take your bullshit and, and here's a six-year <laughs> prison sentence, you motherfucker. If I'm the judge, I'm saying all of that except the motherfucker part. Uh, Later in the law books listed as the bullshit decision. That's right, that's right. Oh, you know, I forgot to do this right at the top of our conversation. Uh, (laughs) Flynn wasn't really... It's gonna take him out, Ukraine. I guess I can get away with it because... Because Flynn isn't really... uh, Ukraine, but close enough. Russia. Oh yeah, wait. He was very much, very much involved with that. Yeah. So, um, so Moscow, Mitch, ha- is close to having the votes to move forward without witnesses or new evidence. Which I guess, in reaction to this, Nancy Pelosi's only option is to say. Well, we're just going to keep sitting on these articles then, and mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to do anything, and we're going to be able to keep saying, oh, look at impeachment. It's still a story. It's still a thing. We're going to drag this out indefinitely on into the general election if we need to. And uh, I think there could be additional hearings related to the articles already passed, and I yeah. think there could still be one or two more articles of impeachment and uh, the inquiries necessary to lead up to them uh, in in the House. I can see this thing building if we all survive the iran thing that's right uh you know but but i, I can see this growing it's such a relief in some ways whoever thought it it's such a relief to get back to the impeachment that, uh, <laughs> has right. presented us with a constitutional crisis mm. that is so much better than actual war i never wanted to be a war correspondent i never <laughs> ever 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 wanted to be oh, no. i don't want to, to re, i don't even want to have to report on war that's yeah. how much i don't like it mm-hmm. uh and but here we are uh, but now covering uh, not only the war the war effort, uh, but uh, we're we're now covering uh, the impeachment still as well. Some people said immediately, "Oh, because of uh, the, you know Trump's uh, attack, uh, we're going to forget about impeachment. Impeachment is going to lose its momentum. Uh, that's the end of that." No, no, it isn't. A lot of stuff's been happening over the break yeah. and continues to happen as we speak. Yeah, and you know that's a really good point because this is something, in fact, I've been uh, talking about uh, off the air with uh, T Rex, David Ferguson, as we've been talking uh-huh. about the idea of us being in a position where it's our job to cover this decline that's happening all around us. I'm talking about the decline politically with people like Donald Trump. I'm talking about the climate crisis, which absolutely I'm hoping at the very least the, the cup half full aspect of Australia, for example, is going to be more awareness of this fucking nightmare that we're staring down the barrel of. And that we actually start to do something that maybe this disaster will finally shake us out of our torpor so that we actually start to read about this and we actually make steps to uh, mitigate the crisis. But my concern is that, I didn't really sign up to be covering the end of a human civilization as well, we know it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, there, there's there's that too. There's yeah, that. I mean, yeah, yeah. It and and isn't it uh, bizarre? As bizarre as it is tragic, that uh, the most existential problem that is the survival of the planet, it, it really has to be third on our priority list right now. Yeah. for people in the United States. Uh, the first is, of course, concern over uh, the Iran war. Uh, the second, Trump's Iran war. I want to 
start saying that more. Yeah. The, the, the second most pressing priority is the removal of the dangerous president so he can inflict no further damage. Yeah. And then, at number three on the list, uh, the uh, survival of the planet. We'll try to, it's on our list, Bob. We're trying to get to it. <laughs> That's right. I mean, again, it's, it's, it's how this shit drops into our laps. And, and I think we can walk and chew gum at the same time. We can. The problem is. Absolutely. That, yeah. I just think sometimes when it comes to the climate crisis, it's just overwhelming. I mean, there's only so many photos of dead kangaroos that we can look at, dead koalas yeah. in our uh, Twitter feeds and Facebook pages before we start to tune out. And it's, it's sad that we're not, you know, uh, taking to the streets or doing what has to be done in order to stop the end of human civilization. Because it's really not just, I mean, I always say this, but it bears repeating that it's not about the planet. The planet's going to be just fine. The planet will recover. It's about, With or without us. Yeah, it's about the human beings on this planet and some of the other species that rely right. on the very delicate balance in our climate. And we're screwing it all up. And, uh, and so there's that. Yeah, yeah. It's urgent. It's absolutely urgent. And, right. And it, it breaks my heart that we can't get right to that uh, because we've got to carve through some jungle first, and namely uh, Trump and the Iran and his Iran war. Well, back to uh, back to the impeachment and everything happening there, um, and uh, Moscow, Mitch, and trying trying desperately to move things along as he's doing. Um, one of the things that uh, could be done on the House side, while you know we're waiting on these articles of impeachment to be handed down to the Senate is uh, John Bolton. Why do you get John Bolton in to testify in the House? Uh, he's obviously shown a willingness to testify in the Senate, and the same with Rudy Giuliani. They both said, we will testify as witnesses in the Senate trial. Well, if they're willing to do that, it's very easy for Adam Schiff to go to a judge and say, hey, look, they're willing to testify. Right, Why won't right. they testify to the House? We're all part of Congress. Why don't I just come on down and we'll have a chat with him uh, in a right. skiff somewhere over there? And so it seems to me as if that's the logical next step. The only downside to that is the protracted court battle that'll take place because neither of them, Rudy and Bolton, neither of them will say, Oh, okay. Well, we'll just, we'll, we'll see you in a minute. Uh, Adam Schiff will be right down. They're not going to do that. And so what they're going to do is they're going to take this to court and they're going to challenge it. And it's going to require, um, do we, you know, do, do we know that about Bolton? I mean, I, I don't trust the guy any farther than I can throw him, but, but do we know that about him? I know it's true about Rudy. I know Rudy would never cooperate with yeah. the house, but if, Bolton's not if they're not going to have witnesses in the Senate. We don't still don't know that for a fact yet. It certainly looks that way, but yeah. that's not written in stone yet. But if there are not going to be witnesses in the Senate trial, uh, I think Bolton has a story he wants to tell. Yeah, I and, hope so. And, and I hope that's he's indicated he's indicated that before, and and he says he'll do it with a subpoena. Uh, that may be a signal to the House that he'll do it with a subpoena uh, when asked directly about it. And uh, you know, I've seen some misreporting on this, but uh, the answer from the Bolton camp: Would you testify for the House? Uh, un, you know, no comment. They haven't they haven't <laughs> said right, right. whether he would or not. He's keeping that option open. I think he would rather have the House. Uh, Rudy, obviously, I rather really have the Senate. I, Rudy obviously would prefer the Senate because he has uh, visions of uh, being able to talk about Hunter Biden and Burisma and all of that and waving his dossiers around and and uh <laughs> yeah yeah uh, you know that's that's what so rudy would absolutely jump uh to testify although i don't know why anyone would want to hear from him 
except, of course, Republicans. Yeah. Uh, well, I but, mean, I, I don't yeah. expect Rudy to say a goddamn thing. The, the, the people, though, who I wish would start going up to the next nearest microphone and blabbing everything they know are people mm-hmm. like this, uh, this latest official from the Pentagon who resigned probably in protest over Donald Trump's decisions in uh, Iran. And so I, I feel like these officials who were in meetings with Donald Trump and who know the madness that's happening, that's taking place in those meetings, these people have an obligation to warn the American public about what they have seen. And so far, only a few of them have done it. The brave men and women who turned up in the uh, House impeachment hearings. Uh, more like that, please. Can we please have more we, people with some balls who will be we, willing we to might. warn us? Yeah. We, we might have those people. There are about, as I said, seven who've left the Defense Department, who've left yeah. the Pentagon in recent weeks. Uh, as things, the, the, the hairier things got, the more people vanished from the Pentagon. <laughs> and, right. uh, you know, they're covered here and there and in military news, and most people don't see it. They don't hear about it. But when you put them all together, uh, as I have done for my newscast this week, uh, you, you see, oh, my gosh, this is a brain trust that yeah. we've lost. Uh, uh, scrolling down here, uh, oh, one of the guys uh, who, who's out, his name is Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart is out. <laughs> Holy Jimmy shit. Stewart. Merry Christmas. Jimmy Stewart was the Pentagon official in charge of personnel and readiness. Oh, it's not like okay. it's not like we need him right now. <laughs> no, of course not. He's expendable. Th- these are the kinds of people and the level of importance that we're mm. talking about are the kinds of people who have left the Pentagon in recent weeks. It started yeah. about uh, December 5th and continued as recently as yesterday mm. when uh, the uh, chief of staff for the defense secretary resigned. Jesus. Well, just uh, leaving you with this little bit of a homework assignment. This is, in fact, a fun homework assignment. Oh, we need some fun right now. Do, Do yourself a favor and go to YouTube and type in John Bolton, Fox and Friends. And watch John Bolton. There's a clip of John Bolton on Fox and Friends. I don't know if this is from maybe five, six years ago. It's not from Uh recently. But John Bolton was on Fox and Friends, and he got onto some sort of one of those uh, floor exercise things that you... (laughs) And and Steve Ducey grabs John Bolton by the flanks, by the love handles, and starts twisting him around. And John Bolton makes this face with his mouth wide open, laughing as if it's the funnest thing in the world. It is the most disturbing video I have seen in a long time, at least in the realm of politics and Fox and Friends. It's just a weird little clip of John Bolton on Fox and Friends doing that weird exercise machine. And it doesn't even look real. It looks like it could possibly be like a deep fakes or something like that. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> speaking of deep yeah. fakes, we got to talk yeah. about deep fakes here coming up in the uh, postmortem show. Uh, Facebook has, has wheeled out another policy. And of course, it's fucked and stupid and doesn't do the full job that it needs to do. So we're going to talk about that coming up here on the postmortem show. And as you heard, Buzz Burbank news and comment every Thursday. This Thursday, it's going to be the best hour of news you're going to hear all week. And it's comprehensive, informative, thoughtful. Aww. And uh, and there's a teeny tiny uh, commentary in there for me, too. So Yes, there is. Very good. That is that. And uh, by the way, if you want to sign up and listen to the postmortem show that's coming up next after this music uh, stops playing, we keep on talking. That is the postmortem show. It's sort of like overtime with Bill Maher, but not on the Bill Maher show. Um, I'll just leave I'll just leave everybody else with this. The one time that I met Steve Ducey in person. Yeah. I'm not a violent I'm not a violent person. <laughs>
But the one time I met him in person, I just wanted to slap him. <laughs> See, he was the guy for the longest time. He was on WRC in uh, Washington, D.C., the NBC affiliate. And he was the guy who would come on at the end of the newscast and do the kicker story, the story about the grandma yes. with the potato ship in the shape of Abraham Lincoln. That's this kind of story. He was- he was he was the field reporter who interviewed grandmas with weird shaped potato chips uh, when when he was on the air in Wichita, Kansas. Oh shit! So he has been doing this uh, from coast to coast for many many years, and but, now but, but now the president watches him every morning. <laughs> Sleep tight, America. Post mortem show coming up next. We'll see you over there, folks. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> Twenty twenty, a new year. It's the perfect opportunity to take your business to the next level by hiring the right people. But finding qualified candidates can be challenging. ZipRecruiter.com slash begin makes it easy. ZipRecruiter sends your job to more than one hundred of the web's leading job boards. But they don't stop there with their powerful matching technology. ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes and finds people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one, spotlighting the top candidates so you never miss a great match. It's so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-G-I-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.